Hi, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of the Blue French Horn, the How I Met Your Mother recap podcast. Um, my name is Chelsea Matthews. I am one of your hosts. <laughs> and I'm Sierra, the other host. <laughs> and this is our first episode, so bear with us. We are going to be talking about How I Met Your Mother uh, after all these years and what we think of the show, how it still holds up, what we think of the characters, and what I imagine is going to be many disagreements over the various plots. Highly likely. So we uh, we watched the first episode this week, and now we're getting together to record our thoughts about it. I probably should have jotted the title down, but I didn't. We'll do that for next time. Um, I also so, did not jot the title down. Yeah, that's okay. Um, so the first thing I noticed, if you want to go ahead and get started, was um, it's like way flashing into the future all the way to 2030, which is in eight years. And that was slightly frightening. Yeah. Oh, we're going to be like 40. Okay, well, we didn't need to discuss that. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, we are. We're going to be 40. We're getting really close to the beginning of this time. Ew. Okay, good. Um, Yeah. The first thing I noticed is, why did we have to age Ted's voice? Why is Bob Saget on it? Rest in peace, Bob Saget. But like... I was gonna say that my next note is Bob Saget, rest in peace. Um, but yes, <laughs> yeah, it it literally doesn't make any sense. Why couldn't they just have Josh Radner narrate it? Like uh, your voice doesn't change that much. I think we both sound the same. For those who don't know us, who might be listening to this, Sierra and I have known each other since middle school, and I don't think our voices have changed that much. So I don't know that Ted Ted's voice needed to morph into an entirely different person. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That was really weird. To yeah, me. it was a weird choice. Um, the next thing I noticed, basically, we dive right on, right on in with Marshall and Lily, and they're they're getting engaged. And my first thought was, is this where we are? Like, they're supposed to be like in their mid twenties, mid to late twenties, right? And they're like, oh yeah, Bob Saget's gonna narrate for us. We're gonna talk about you know how I met your mother, apparently. And then, but just kidding, this is my best friend getting engaged. Right. Um. The next big thing that I noticed was Barney's weird flesh-colored hair because it was the same color as his face. Yes, <laughs> I think this was a thing, though, because I literally jotted down Neil Patrick Harris's hair. It's awful, like, low-quality blonde Ellen DeGeneres hair from her first couple seasons. And also I wrote, what is a guy who hosts American Idol? Oh, Ryan Seacrest. Like, they did a flashback from the first season of... Uh, idol and his hair was that color too so I think that was just a thing for everybody yeah I remember there was some reality show I it was one that I never watched but a guy had a beard and a lot of people like to make fun of him and call it his creepy flesh-colored beard so I (laughs) I guess that was just a thing in the early 2000s is to have this weird flesh-toned hair um we are in the midst of the early 2000s fashions resurgence Mm -hmm. and i am glad that has not come back because it's not the move it's a definite choice yeah young uh. young gentlemen of the world please listen to us don't dye your hair flesh colored thank you (laughs) (laughs) or we will be making fun of you in a podcast yeah yeah also but yeah i agree going way back um that yeah, it was weird that this is how I met your mother. Also, these are my friends and their love story has really barely anything to do with me other than the fact that we lived in an apartment and mm-hmm. I found a way to make it all about myself because I'm Ted. Yes, he's very self-centered, that Ted Mosby. 
Yeah, he is. Also, for as much as a fashionista as he thinks slash claims to be, Barney has a pattern tie and striped shirt combo that made my eyes hurt. I didn't even notice. I was just like, what is that? Now, to be fair, I think it may have been in a flashback to when he first met Ted. Um, oh, the one with the goatee? It may, I think so. Oh, so. Thank God he told him to get rid of that goatee. Oh, yeah. I'm the goatee. so happy. Yeah, like, I'm all about men and beards and facial hair, but not not the move ted just maybe a full beard would have been better not the goatee soul patch yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely love me a soul patch absolutely not he seems uh, the type that would might have tried a soul patch because he wanted to be cool absolutely especially when uh they were all at what's the school they all go to wesleyan i'm that's hard to say um school yeah um <laughs> my next note is of course, Barney is definitely not anyone's idea of a love guru or life guru as much <laughs> no. as he as much as he likes mm-hmm. to think that he is. However, don't get married until you're 30 is not terrible advice. Oh, I, right? That's as we are two people who both got married much before we were 30 in our very early 20s and are very uh, unmarried today. Correct. So, uh, I think great. <laughs> yeah so i think the the don't get married until you're 30 not bad not a bad idea not looking not, back yeah hindsight so, so okay so that's point one for barney i'm right i think he's gonna get a lot of negative points yeah uh, but that's one in the pro column so good job barney here's one that could be in the eh column but like what is barney's obsession with being ted's best friend what is it i don't get it I do have some insight to that that is a spoiler, um, so we won't address that right now. But I will say, I think he's just, like a lot of, as we see from a lot of womanizers in TV and in real life, they're just lonely and they need attention and they want to be loved. And so they're going to get it however they possibly can, even if it's by, I'm your best friend, forcing someone to be your best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also... I'm I'm interested to see as we keep watching. I think the layout of the apartment slightly changes and definitely maybe the decoration in the kitchen. This one was definitely like mature, cool people, 90s, late like early 2000s generic kitchen. If I remember correctly later, it gets a little more broy. Like I think the set the set dressers realized Oh, okay. This is two like mid 20s dude bros that live here and this kitchen looks way too nice. Probably. Also the spoiler that happens when somebody right. does whatnots and everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that probably changes some of the decor too. Yeah. Um, I think so. But I just noticed that. I was like, oh, I think I think that's a little bit different. Hmm. Um, I have a note in my phone where it's um, how many times do we play Have You Met Ted? Oh, that's a good that's a good thing to keep track of. Yeah. So we did it. We did it what twice in this episode? Yeah, two times yeah. in episode one. Oh, okay. yeah. Do you want to keep notes on that? Sure. Okay, awesome. Um, that's Oh, another thing that was not in this episode, but I want to keep watch throughout the whole series is how many terrible wigs there are when they do flash forwards and flashbacks. And also, do we think they're on purpose? Because I have researched this before. I've never been able to substantiate this claim. But the wigs on this show are so terrible. I have to believe they were doing it on purpose. Like it was an inside joke. To make it funny. To make it funny. So yeah, I would also like to do a uh, wig track 
We can do the wig corner for each episode. <laughs> also, speaking of hair, but this is real hair. Lily has straight up Alice Cullen hair in this episode. Oh, with the sticking out at the bottom? Yeah. Just... That was in when we were in like seventh grade. I don't know why somebody brought that back for the show. Yeah, it was definitely in the seventh grade. I remember someone from Will and Grace having this haircut and like that was in reruns at this time. Yeah, so, so it was yeah. definitely old. I don't know what they were doing. Yeah. but Maybe they the, were trying it, to let her relive her Willow days from Buffy. Uh, honestly, not a bad idea. Not a bad choice. <laughs> the next thing I noticed was Ted talking about his wedding. And I was just thinking, like, you know, I don't know very many bro dudes that are like, oh, my wedding, it's going to be in the fall. And there's going to be a band. No DJ, because everyone's going to dance. Like, I, I mean, I'm sure there are people that think of this that are not you know normally ones to think of it however it just completely just threw me off I was like what (laughs) see that is really interesting that you bring that up um I agree totally that that's definitely not a common thing um I also dated a man who was like this and this is this is one of my issues with ted i love ted mosby i'm gonna go ahead and say that he is toxic and has some issues but he's a hopeless romantic and so am i so i we i see that in him but this whole situation that he did right there is one of my fundamental problems i have dated a guy like this here's the issue is they've planned all of this i knew the same person who will remain nameless also um (laughs) we'll we'll talk off recording but um um they had (laughs) yes joe schmo joe schmo had his like whole wedding planned and talked about like even like a tv show that he very much liked that he wanted his themed wedding to be and he talked about how he wanted to promote uh propose with a certain song and i'm I'm gonna promote you to fiance yeah exactly exactly (laughs) and i was just like i didn't say this while we were dating but i we did watch the show once and i critiqued ted kind of hoping this guy would get the message i just said yeah you shouldn't have all of that planned without even meeting your partner they may not even be into any of that like it sounds like you're, which I think Ted is, you're just, you have this picture in your mind and you're looking to drop someone into that picture mm-hmm. instead of planning a, planning a wedding or a life together with someone that you love. And I think that's a huge part of what Ted is doing and a huge part of my issue with him is he's not just looking for his person, he's just looking for a happy ending. And so almost any person will do, which probably is why at the end of this episode, he finds someone that can quote Ghostbusters and has dogs. And he's like, I love you. Let's do it. This is it because you mm-hmm. would fit into my picture. So that's one of my issues with that I know that's running to the end of this episode a little bit, but it's, it starts right here when he's like, mm-hmm. Oh, I have all this planned and I don't even have a girlfriend. Cool. Ted. That's not, that's not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> there aren't red flags in that. Yeah, no, not at all. I mean, it's one thing to have, like, a list of things that you want in a partner, but it's a completely different thing to be like, um, we're going to have these things there, and then we're going to live here, and we're going to do this, and our kids are going to go to this school, and we're going to be in the suburbs, and da 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 Like, it's com- two completely different things. Oh, yeah, when you go full Ross from Friends, when he's oh like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll move to Scarsdale because the taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's like, why don't you calm down? <laughs> Those are the decisions you make together. 
um yeah so oh oh ted i'm i'm rooting for you but oh ted (laughs) yeah um i thought the throwing the drink in the face thing was so cute that's my next note oh yeah it's so cute he's like yeah you could do that if you want just like show off for your friends i love that i want to throw a drink in a guy's face that's really i okay so i wrote the cliche time for robin to walk in and then like i roll emoji right and i was like (laughs) but the drink in the face thing totally cool i want to try that yeah absolutely that would be so fun like oh yeah you're what a jerk and just throw it in someone's face yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't know if you ever watched this, this, the TV show Smash, but mm-hmm. that's like one of the best parts about that is Angelica Houston throws drinks in so many people's face. And mm-hmm. it's phenomenal. I could just watch a whole show of Angelica Houston throwing her martinis in people's faces and probably be fine. You're wasting good vodka. True. Probably. Probably. On- honestly, in that TV show, it's probably water. So that's okay. Mm, okay. Water yeah. and olives. Yeah, perfect. Um, my next note is why is Robin's job stalking her? I don't know. <laughs> like Just she roll up outside. There you are. Yeah, if my boss did that to me, I would be like, excuse me, why are you at my house? Is someone, oh, well, I was going to say, is someone literally dying? But in this case, yes. The guy is jumping off a bridge. <laughs> but I feel like being in, I, for those of you who don't know who might be listening, I went to school for journalism. It's a hungry and very competitive industry. If they couldn't find Robin, I feel like they could have got any number of reporters, interns, mm-hmm. anyone to go cover that. You don't. You're once you're getting to stalking, I think you might have a staff problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe for sure. Um, we skipped a couple things that I thought were funny, and I'm oh, just sorry. gonna. No, you're good. You're good. So first of all, the blue French horn on the date oh we did skip correctly past our <laughs> podcast's namesake <laughs> yeah so the blue french horn aka it's Murphiness, uh is hanging on the wall at the restaurant and um it's just so funny that there's a blue french horn that i just it's great and then um ted described his perfect woman right which you already talked about likes dogs drinks squash drinks, drinks squash. scotch <laughs> quotes obscure lines from ghostbusters and hates olives and I just, like, what? Yeah, I wrote down, Ted's <laughs> once and a woman are dumb and basic. That's what I wrote down. Yeah, and it's like, the olive theory isn't even real, because Marshall's been lying to Lily for, like, nine years. Yeah. Also, what was her shirt doing? It was, like, cotton candy sequins. That's one thing I meant to, like, keep more notes of the fashion, and I didn't, but I'll do that in it the next episode. It was so bad. Why uh, yeah, did every... I just sound like that? I don't so know. So bad. I'm not from New Jersey. <laughs> If I remember correctly, does she at one point do the whole long sleeve shirt under a short sleeve skirt with a like knee length skirt thing that we all did in the 2000s for no reason? She I think did that do happened. that, but I did not do that in the 2000s. <laughs> okay, well, maybe it was just you. me. I was not with the fashion. Okay, well, never mind then. Um, um, and then when they're in the bar, what are they? What is the bar called? McLaren's. McLaren's. Okay, thanks. I. Well. I have, it in, I have it in my notes so oh, okay fine. so like they're sitting there but they're not at their table i wrote that's like two, three of my notes down i was like no booth at mclaren's where is their booth i just can't and then barney blogs that i that blew my mind i was like I, what i right under my note no booth <laughs> at mclaren's i wrote lol blog uh, 
Oh, I also do people still play laser tag? Is that a thing? You have children. Do they laser tag? Uh, there are laser tag places. I've never taken my children to laser tag. Like, I, I remember, I think when we were in high school, so like 2007, 2006, when this would have been getting ready to be filmed or in the middle of filming, um, they had it at Celebration Station, mm-hmm. which was, so is it still there? I have not been to Celebration Station probably since 2006 or 2007. Gotcha. Okay. Well, <laughs> so I don't know. I, I didn't know if the youth were laser tagging. The youths. <laughs> yeah. Those darn youths. I don't know. Probably. There's still laser tag places where you can just go and do that. So I guess. Oh, so, okay. So they have to, um, they have to get in a cab and go like all the way to Brooklyn to see um, Robin. Robin. And it's a whole big thing. Right. I wrote down modern day Ted 100% would be a hipster living in Brooklyn. Like there's no way Ted does not currently live in Brooklyn. And honestly, probably Lily too like marshall would be there because the two of them would drag him but he's like i don't care i want to be back home in minnesota um but (laughs) i want to be where the giants are yeah but the fact that they all are kind of like eye-rolling and complaining about brooklyn okay ted give yourself 10 years where did they live westchester um they lived in greenwich village i believe i wish i knew anything about new york right now um but i just thought that was funny that they're all I think that's the theme throughout the show is they kind of like shit on Brooklyn and it's like, okay, Ted, you absolutely would live in Brooklyn in five years. Calm down. Um. (laughs) Yeah. Also, Ranjit being their driver all the time. Yes. Oh my God. Like, do you just call him? Is he on speed dial? Because we had flip phones still. True. Yep. (laughs) Um, Oh yeah. And also, I mean, maybe she had her phone turned off for the date, but yeah. Why couldn't the stalking news crew just call Robin on her cell phone? I have several questions. So many questions. Uh, um, okay, so can we talk about the I love you on the first date? The oh my one, god. The yes. 100% insane move yeah. of Ted so Mosby. What I wrote was, I think I'm in love with you. And then I wrote, bitch, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's the perfect reaction. And basically Robin's reaction. Yeah. His revelation is a bit much at 1 a.m., I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like, even if you feel it at that time, dude is almost 30. Like, you got to know, okay, I just had an amazing date. It's 1 a.m. I'm slap happy. Even if for whatever reason I'm feeling quote unquote love right now, I'm not going to say that. But Ted does and then goes on to double down and defend it later. Yeah, no, he said it like three times, I think. At least yeah. two. He said it at least twice. Um, I can't. And then when he's talking about it with his friends and Lily's like, what? I was like, yeah. yes, Lily, yell at him. Um, and then when, so when Marshall and Barney are in the cab talking about the olive theory, mm-hmm. and then Lily comes and he's like, Lily, I love olives. Uh, and she's like, we'll make it work. And they're all sweet. I was just, I just wrote, Lily and Marshall are forever goals. They're they're my favorite. See, I went the opposite with that. I was like, he's been lying to you for like nine years. Yeah, but it's about olives. And That's they've trash. Been to- they've been together for a bajillion <laughs> years. I think they've probably figured out how to pick their battles. Trash. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay then. <laughs> we will agree to disagree. Um, oh, so 
they're sitting there and Ted is taking forever. And so they're like, let's just go to the bar. First of all, they are all the way in Brooklyn. Why would you not just go to a local bar? Why are they going to drive all the way back to Manhattan? Because, so, quote, Brooklyn. Unquote. Yeah, exactly. So and dumb. also, I wrote, if you left me in a cab like that in a first date's house, I would be big mad. You better wait for my ass. <laughs> if you insisted on coming with me, then you better wait. <laughs> first of all, we wouldn't have been in the cab. <laughs> no (laughs) absolutely not um yeah i would have been stalking you at the restaurant exactly nobody murdered you (laughs) exactly and we would have a signal and we would be texting frequently this is this is this is all white male privilege ted being a white male is why this was allowed to happen (laughs) this would never happen if he was a woman nope um and then the long obnoxious handshake that was the signal Oh, yeah, exactly. That A, that was absolutely the signal, but also the handshake is ridiculous. But when Ted's little speech that he gives to Robin about, like, these are the things that you can't just rush forward because I would be a good husband instead of a boyfriend. First of all, everything he names, except for maybe being a good father, and even that, like, you're allowed to make babies without being married. I don't know if the people listening know this. You can, in fact, birth babies without a <gasps> ring. I know. No. <laughs> the ice is the first I'm hearing of it. Um, but everything else he names, you could just do that stuff being a good boyfriend. You don't have to be a husband. Um, and also, when he was going on and on about that, I I just wrote down, Ted should go on Married at First Sight. I think if anyone should be on that show, it should probably be Ted Mosby. Because apparently he doesn't, he doesn't want to put any work into actually building a relationship. He's like, nope, let's just be married. It'll be fine. He's an interesting fella. Oh, Ted. Um, and yeah, I wrote, he for sure should have kissed her because that was, in fact, the signal. It was. Um, I also wrote, I love that Ranjit is there from episode one. Also, what was up with Marshall popping the champagne? Why was that a big deal? Like, first of all, same. I'm afraid that it's going to, like, hit me and I don't like the noise. It's the same thing with opening, like, biscuits, pass. Um, but, like, why did we make that a big deal for the first episode? Exactly. And why did it go directly in Lily's eye? Like all the pirate jokes. All the pirate jokes. Stupid. And also the creepy cab driver that was like, Oh, are these spankins? Are you in a nightgown or oh natural? All right, creepy old dude. Like, calm down. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. And then uh, that is basically the end of the episode. <laughs> Well, it's It's funny that you do that because I noted at the end of the end credits, they're playing the song Back on the Chain Gang, which is a choice. Um, I don't know why that's over the end credits. Yeah, it's it's like the song. And I don't know why that's over the end credits. I don't. Uh, I didn't even know that. I just know because I used to work at a job and they played that a lot. So I recognized it. But I was like, why is this? Oh, like on the music? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know why they played that as like the outro of the episode. Um, but it was a choice. So yeah, that brings us then to the end of the episode. Um, how did we feel about episode one? I think it's good. I think it's as far as a pilot goes, it I I like of course the fake out at the end with and that's how I met your Aunt Robin. Um obviously you and I have seen this show before, so we knew what was gonna happen, but when you first watch the show, that's a big like yeah. sleight of sleight of hand trick. 
And obviously his kids are, are like, what are you talking about, dad? Like, how did um, you not know it was Aunt Robin? He said Robin like 87 times. He did do that. Are the kids dumb? Apparently the kids are dumb. Also, I think it's really interesting that those actors who played the kids, they filmed all of their stuff first. So they knew the ending for like nine years and could never tell anyone because they didn't want them to age when they show the kids. So mm, kudos to those sense. kudos to those actors for not telling anyone for nine years. For real. Unless they changed the ending right at the and didn't tell them. I think they said they filmed multiple endings. Mm, that would make sense. Yeah, because I think it, well, we won't, I'll say, that's a spoiler, but there's another character, apparently at one point the show was going to get cancelled, and so there's another character that they were going to make the mom if the show didn't go on longer. Mm, can so only I, imagine. So I Is think. The one long-term girlfriend? Oh, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. That's I what si- I assumed. I signaled a hand signal to indicate who it was to Sierra. Caca. Uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. The caca character. <laughs> Awesome. Um, so yeah but I think it's a good pilot it introduces us to all of the necessary characters we meet mm-hmm. you know Marshall, Lily, Barney, Robin and Ted we get pretty decent ideas of who they are of course there's a lot of like exposition but that's always going to happen with pilots where it's like oh I'm an architect as demonstrated by this architect desk and Lily's like I'm an art teacher look my child felt me up in art class today like there's there, there's a lot of that ground building. Oh, yeah. As your but, future lawyer, my advice is blah. Exactly. But it doesn't really say what Barney does. He just wears a suit. Well, that's because it never says what Barney does. He's an executive at whatever thing. Yeah. Bank or something. Right? It's, that's, it's a running gag through the show that we never really find out what Barney does. I don't think Barney uh, knows what Barney does. I don't think um, Barney knows. I don't think Barney even ever does what he actually says he does. No. So. But um, oh, I forgot to say when Ted actually suits up. Yes. What? We love Win Ted in a suit. We do. Yeah. for Barney, and also we love Ted in a suit. Like, not a bad idea, especially for like a city slicking gal like Robin. Yeah, and I yeah. think that um, I think that his hair gets better. Which all of Ted's. them? Because all, all of, of them. them. Yeah. All of them. Robin's hair is actually pretty good the whole time. Uh, Lily, I don't know what they're doing with her hair right now. It's pretty awful. Marshall's looks the same because Jason Siegel is just Jason Siegel. Uh, Barney figures out how to get his highlights on point. He does. Um, he figures that out in his real life, too. So that's good. There are, there's, I think there's, I want to say it's season, like, four maybe robin gets some fairly questionable hair but for the most part it's pretty good throughout and at one point lily gets bangs that are surprisingly really cute for banks so a plus hair department for (laughs) okay i'm we will put this on the recording of this podcast i'm not gonna cut bangs so it has been recorded sierra has threatened my life should i decide to cut bangs ever again yes so because prob- everyone thinks they're cute for five seconds and then never again. Well, especially those of us with curly hair. It's yep. ten times more work and you end up frying them with a straightening iron. It's it's, it's a whole thing. We would go back to 2004 all over again. Just like, honestly, them down and then curl your hair real big in the back. <laughs> honestly, we're covering a show from that time. Why not? Um... <laughs> Murder eyes. <laughs> 
Okay, okay. I won't cut bangs. I assure Sierra. I assure the listeners. I assure the world. I will not cut bangs. I'll keep you updated, people. <laughs> well, we'll even take like a podcast host picture to prove it. To make sure we'll take them periodically to show everyone that I don't have bangs. So yeah, what did you think of the first episode? Um, it kind of it was slow and fast at the same time. Like in a sense that. I know what's coming and like it's kind of hard to unknow what's coming you know so it's kind of slow going by means of getting to know Robin and understanding what they're doing and all that stuff and like but it's also fast because it's like I love you so much like already and then also Lily's in and out of the hospital in half a second um they get engaged right off the top Barney's Barney and then like even the bartender has like a lady friend off the top like it's fast in that sense relationship wise but then like it's so slow when you're trying to understand the people but I think maybe that's because there's like six of them yeah and you have to understand their backgrounds first which we came into this at a slight advantage we did so um, oh yeah, and we even yeah we even meet Carl in this first episode. They do right. a lot of, for like whatever it probably is twenty four minutes, twenty two minutes. They lay a lot of groundwork, which is surprisingly impressive. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense how they got that much done. Yeah, A+. but like I said, fast and slow at the same time. I agree. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like my one of my favorite pilots of any show ever is this is the show superstore if you have not watched the show highly recommend this pilot although you don't really appreciate it until you've seen the whole show and then you go back and watch the pilot and you're like wow that was an amazing pilot um Mm. but this one is good this one is pretty good like there are some terrible pilots out there like the one for um i don't think you have seen either of these shows but the pilot for the office is relatively bad it's awful the pilot for Parks and Rec is so awful. The, actually, also bad. The entire I've first, seen both of those. The entire first season of Parks and Rec is terrible. The entire um, first season of The Office was terrible. Yeah, I think I refused well, to watch that show because I hated it so much in the first three or four episodes. See, hate. It, yeah, it's. Should you ever change your mind, I will say it does progressively get better. But I don't blame you for not watching it because <laughs> they did not market themselves very well well in those first few episodes um but yeah this this show you either i guess this show hits every beat that the show continues to hit so this is i think this episode is a good marker for if you like this episode you're probably gonna like this show if you don't you probably won't i think it's like new age friends yeah yeah it was and it it does touch a lot of the same beats as friends Mm -hmm. um but of course it did, because that was the biggest show of the 2000s and the 90s. So, of course, they were mm-hmm. like, oh, well, this one's ending. How do we make a new one? And and they did. Um, I think it's also interesting. I did a little reading a while back that uh, the creators of the show Carters and Bays, um, after 9-11, they wanted to set a show in New York and they wanted to make it fun. So people had like a fun, hopeful thing to experience because 9-11 was so hard. So I think that's cool that they made this show. I actually didn't read any of that, but it is, it is a pretty good idea. I don't see – I mean, it doesn't, like, tie in with it or anything, but, like, it takes your mind off of things, I guess. Yeah. If that's what – that if that, mm-hmm. if that was the goal. Yeah, exactly. 
And I also think it's cool and probably fairly novel for the time that we have a romantic comedy, a a romantic comedy show, because we don't get those a whole lot. But also we get we get a romantic comedy show that centers a man instead of a woman, because it's always the woman at the center of the romantic comedy. That's true. Um, And it is and it is always been kind of interesting to me, which I think is entirely the point, which you see all the time in romantic comedy movies starring women, the love interest is always an architect. And so in this, it's a rom-com centered around a man and they made him an architect. Um, um, I didn't ever notice that they were an architect. Yeah, you see that a lot in romantic comedies where the male love interest is an architect. Interesting. Yeah, so I think that's interesting. And I, I would imagine intentional that they made Ted an architect. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I don't really have anything else. No, I think that's good. I think we're good. Um, okay. Well, thank you for getting with me to chat about this episode. Yes. Please excuse the cat that's meowing outside. Still. <laughs> it's like... <"Bah!" laughs> um, well, thanks everybody for coming to listen to this show. Join us next week where we will be discussing episode two, which uh, the title I also did not write down, but we will get better at this and we're going to have all that information for next week. Um, yes. So thanks you guys for listening. Um, once again, we are the Blue French Horn podcast. And it was nice talking to you today. <laughs> Bye. Bye.